Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a truck stop, and I love film. As Martha Gellhorn once said, I know enough to know that no woman should ever marry a man who hated his mother or a man who didn't really enjoy Donnie Darko. If you didn't enjoy Donnie Darko, I don't want to marry you. Oh, yeah, fair enough, Martha Gellhorn. Good shout. Every week, I invite a special guest over. I tell them they've died. Then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Barry Jenkins, Jamila Jamil, Sharon Stone, and even Med Campbells. But this week, it's the wonderful writer, actor, and comedian, Ellie Jane Taylor. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein where you get an extra 15 minutes with Ellie. We go deep, we talk beginnings, we talk endings, we talk secrets and you get the whole episode as a video. Check it out over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. Big shout out to all the people who came to the live show at the weekend at the South Bank Centre. What a lovely time that was for everyone. Thank you so much everyone who came. It was really, really very special. It meant a lot to both me and Jessica Knappett. So thank you for being there. Ted Lasso Season 2 is available now on Apple TV+, Plus, along with Season 1. You can watch the whole lot in one go. Super Bob and Soulmates are available on Amazon Prime in most countries of the world, so enjoy them. Ellie Taylor. Ellie Taylor is a stand-up. She's a writer. She's an actor. She's a lot of things, and she's also best known to me for playing Sassy Smurf in Ted Lasso, which she does fucking brilliantly. We recorded this over Zoom. It was so much fun to hang out with her, and I think you're going to adore this one. Thank you for listening. That is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 186 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. It is I, Brett Goldstein, and I am joined today by an actor, a writer, a Sunday Times bestseller, a sellout touring stand-up, a TV comic, a TV actor, a film star, a mother, a wife, a hero, a legend, and most of all, Sassy Smurf herself. Please welcome to the show. It's the oh, I missed loads actually. A panel show, <laughs> a niche reporter, a show me the funnier, a man about town, a superhero and all the things that you want in a human being and a person please welcome to the show it's the brilliant ellie taylor <laughs> wow thanks brett that was that was a, a mouthful hi there i'm so sorry i got i i i jumped out too early and there was still so much more to do so i had yeah, to climb back in the plane like, wait 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 yeah say so she's a superhero that's definitely true yeah yeah these are facts. Um, it is lovely to see you, <laughs> Ellie Taylor. Um, so you were filming your first night last night? First day, first night? Yeah, my first day. And for the first day, I had to do stuppy stuppy with a man. And it was quite strange. <laughs> Please, if you can, tell us the experience. I don't need to know what it's like to stuppy stuppy with another person. I've got an idea. But what's, right. how was your experience of filming it? It was my first um, experience of filming it oh, really? professionally. <laughs> no, yeah, I've, I've, never, I've never had to do a scene like that before, so it was uh, interesting. But we had, because it's 2022, had an intimacy coordinator 
which was very nice. Now tell me all about the intimacy coordinator because I have not had that experience and I would be fascinated to know what it was like. Right. So an intimacy coordinator, sort of, I suppose, I learned about them when there was that Sally Rooney adaption of normal people yes. on the on British telly. And um, it was it's quite a sex heavy show. So they um, the actors in it spoke very openly about how they use an intimacy coordinator, which is basically someone to come in and act like a conduit between the actors, you know, the, the people doing the scenes and also the director, making sure everyone knows what's expected and also understanding what the actors are happy with and what they aren't happy with, how they want the scene to go, you know, what where they're happy being touched and all that sort of jazz. And the scene I was doing wasn't, you know, it wasn't super raunchy or anything, but it was actually, it was really nice having someone there who's like their only job was to make sure that I was, or me and the other actor were comfortable and that the scene went okay. And she came along with like, we had a Zoom call before and we spoke through um, about how the scene would go and what I would, you know, be up for doing and stuff. And then she came along with a bag for the... And, and sorry, and that, that call is just one-on-one -on -one with you, right? That's not... You yeah, yeah. No, yeah, just it was just me. And then, then she spoke to the, act, the other actor and then she came along on the shoot night with a bag of tricks. So she um she offered oh she offered me all sorts she offered me like this sort of because we were like had to be like groin to groin so she was okay <laughs> right so she was offering me like this it's sort of like a padded pair of knickers you know like when girls wear chicky fillets in their bra and it's like a padded yes, thing yes, yes, yes. She, she she was offering me like like knickers with like that sort of stitched in so it would protect protect my pedenda that's what she said so i enjoyed that um <laughs> Haven't heard that word for a Quick, for the listener at home. Obviously, obviously, I know uh, we, which part is the pedenda again. Sort of that's the, the miley minge bit. bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the whole shebang. That's I think right. The whole um, thing. Maybe the but yeah, the bony, the bony bit. I think. Um, oh dear, oh dear. This is a shame on both of us. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and then in the end, in the end, uh, just opted for sort of like this little this little pillow, which she called a thrust pillow. Oh. Um, that you sort of just like put between you and the other person. So it just sort of acts like a little bit of a, a barrier. So you aren't quite so intimate, I suppose. And it was, you know, it was absolutely fine. And the other actor was lovely and it was, um, wasn't half as cringe as I thought it would be. Thank the Lord. <laughs> That's so interesting. I, I, I think it's an excellent thing. It's clearly an excellent thing. And I'm, I, it's really, what is interesting is that when you first, when one first hear of an intimacy coordinator, you sort of go, well, then wouldn't that take all the connection out of it or the acting or whatever it is and then you watch something like normal people and you go i mean the 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 chemistry they have it looks like they're having sex i don't know what was going on unless the intimacy yeah. coordinator asked both of them do you mind just having sex and they went no <laughs> fine with me <laughs> let's go yeah no i think it's great i think it's really yeah. great that they're there and even if you don't like massively need them it's um i think it's just really yeah it's comforting to know that someone's there just looking after you yeah. from that, from that, no yeah, that's great um, well, congratulations on your first day of shooting. First Thanks, night. mate. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, you you wrote a book about your daughter. I did. It became a Sunday Times bestseller. Yes, it is. I don't like to bring it up. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really chuffed. It was. Um, it's, yeah, my child and mistakes was all about me getting pregnant when I didn't really want to have a kid, and then having a kid, and then just the, the wild newborn days. I had a really well, not really rough in terms of you know general experience it was it wasn't great I had I think I had postnatal depression in um, hindsight yeah. lol and um and and sort of like once I got through that sort of what your life looks like with a child um and it's yeah it's the book's done really well and I'm so pleased because it's really raw and honest and I love getting messages from women saying that they have read it and felt like validated I think yeah. Just to have sometimes to read your experience when you have, you know, I was so lucky that my job is to, you know, to all I do in my stand up is talk about my life because I'm so self obsessed. So this book <laughs> is essentially that I sort of reflect back on my experiences. And I think so many women, obviously, who have kids, don't have the time to sit down and sit in the corner and go, Oh, how did I feel on the day I gave birth? <laughs> and to sort of order their thoughts and feelings. And it's so cathartic. So I think it was a real honor for me to be able to do that and to sort of put that out in the world for other women to read. 
and relate to. And also, my mum always tells me, whenever you talk about the book on anything, you never say it's funny. Um, so, P.S. <laughs> it's really it's when when it's not really raw and dark and horrible, it's really funny. <laughs> well, also, I think it's lovely. It's lovely you're saying, you know, wherever you were, you now are in a place where you are currently, whatever you went through to get here is is real. and Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I always say mm. that to people with new kids, like even as dark as it gets to the beginning, you have no idea of the joy that awaits you. It's ridiculous. So just keep on swimming and you'll be, you'll be in joy land soon enough. You'll always Can be I... tired, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, your your sleeping days are over. What what um can I ask this and maybe this is in the book and if it is I apologize. Having been someone that didn't want kids, when you gave birth when you very first held your kids, was there an yeah. instant oh my god this is magic for even if it was briefly or was it just what the fuck is this? <laughs> Uh, it was sort of somewhere in between it was very right. nice it was such an exciting day like I loved that day and that was lovely to because I had a plan cesarean so it was all very okay. ordered and not you know like suddenly scary it was all lovely and I was so like the, and the the operating staff were so gorgeous I always say she was like lifted into joy it was such a lovely atmosphere oh, really wow. fun and um holding her that was amazing like seeing like they lower the screen and you could like see this little scrawny creature come out a little goblin and um yeah. I liked her I liked her then and then I had to try and and then I liked her for, for a while <laughs> and then when when I got back home I think that's when it got I, I mean I, I never I never disliked her but yeah. I did I don't think I I think you have to I I had to fall in love with her I always felt mm. protective and I always wanted to look after her but I think the the affection certainly grew it grew I would say like it yeah it, it sort of crept under my skin as as slowly as she grew beneath it it took a while Mm. to get there but yeah now it's just so intense and I think it's I think it's the the romantic love that I've always craved like you know the movie style bring it back to the podcast yes the movie style idea of romance that is what I've that is the love that I've found with my daughter that I don't think I I just don't think there's anything like it it's just so intense and unyielding and only ever deepening and yeah it just and I never thought of baby love as like romantic love but that's how it feels it feels so it feels so passionate and intense yeah I just I I I would describe my love for my daughter as violent like (laughs) (laughs) I just adore her yeah that's so great I, I I have a male friend who shall remain nameless who once told me he'd spent years and years and years and years like with different women and constantly constantly questioning everything and and finally had a baby with someone and I don't think he was even sure about that person but he was like oh <laughs> and it was like I've got and he said when I held my baby I was like that's my soulmate that 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 feeling that he had wanted with a woman and never found he had with his baby so having said all that I've just looked at my notes and I forgot to tell you something and I feel like having just oh, heard no, that is awful. What? I'm about to tell you this. Uh, <laughs> it's really, really n- not ideal after you've said such a beautiful thing. Um, I should have, I should have said it up top. Do you want to? You could put a sting in or something now to break it up. You've died. Oh, that <laughs> is died. bad news. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. How how did you die? Oh no! Oh yeah. no! I think, oh dear! Um, I think it was a shark attack. Unfortunately, was it? Yeah. God, they're surprisingly yeah. common. What happened? Well, I was in the sea. Which sea in, was it? Do you remember? I think it was. It was in uh, the the oceans of Sydney, the northern beaches oh. of Sydney, and lovely. I was out for a lovely little. Um, a little paddle diving through mm-hmm. some waves and then lo and behold straight ahead of me uh it was like looking at, I was looking at like you know when Damien Hurst did those sharks in formaldehyde and you could like look straight on at a shark that's exactly mm-hmm. what I saw that was the last thing I saw Brett and then and then here I am you were looking straight at the shark and then what it's one got, one big bite one big bite gone beat you in half yeah maybe just severed the head I'm not sure but it was just um, took the yeah, head it's quite abrupt yeah I'd say that isn't a bad way to go if it was straight ahead. 
if it bit you in half and that feels like a slower death but head coming off you're you're out yeah yeah out of it straight away so it was traumatic but you know it would make the daily mail so i'm, I'm pleased right ellie ellie taylor in in beheading with a shark it would probably be like a host bed, of bed. bb no yes. i'm like host host of bbc three's cancelled snog marry avoid in tragic <laughs> shark tragedy snog marry killed by shark yeah. that's what it would say <laughs> there we go there we go um do you worry about death ellie taylor yes yes i do um okay. yeah i do i think always uh, or recently always and recently and then some you just get moments of like isn't it i just can't believe that i'm going to die i can't believe mm. that isn't that mental that i'm going it to die bad. and then sometimes i lie in my bed and i'm like oh, i'll be in my coffin like this one day lying like this yeah, yeah. it's horrid isn't it just staring then, at this bit of wood just staring and that's boring yeah maybe they've got an ipad to the top or something but it's um yeah it's just it's i yeah i find it hard I, do you know what? I also haven't really had that much experience with death. Um, yeah. Only sort of, you know, the acceptable losses. I've been very fortunate, you know, just the grandparents, that sort of thing. Touch wood. I've never had anyone, you know, I've never had a, a proper tragedy I've had to deal with, which I always think is inevitable and will happen at some point and we'll all lose everyone at some point. So I think when that hits, perhaps that will bring it home. But at the moment, it all seemed like a sort of like a plot line for everyone else that won't affect me well possibly <laughs> you to say <laughs> yeah i mean very possibly you're, you're the only person who will die by a, a shark head and then everyone else you know will be fine which yeah. is it's not bad what what do you think happens when you die i would love to think that you have i don't know you float around in the wind and the trees and the grass and all that jazz but realistically i think I don't know, bro. I'm not. I'm not religious, and I'm not spiritual. I'd love to be spiritual, but I've, I've honestly the spirituality of a I don't know glass of milk. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I don't believe in anything like that. Um, really? I've never. Yeah, I've never had a sign, or I've never. I don't know. I've had the odd like you know where you find a white feather and go, it's an angel, and then you're like, oh, I'm in my like, I'm in my like, you know, winter downy coat. That's why, or I'm changing the bed, and I've flapped the duvet. That's why the feathers come. We maybe had an angel hiding under your bed. Maybe, maybe, but um, I don't. I don't know. Maybe when I, well, I was thinking one day when I'm older, I have more time to investigate spirituality. But I'm, I'm too busy right now. Too busy right now, Brett, to think about those no, big things. You've got to, you, your, your career is flying. You haven't got time to be reading books <laughs> on spirituality. <laughs> don't worry about it. You'll get. You get there. You'll get there in the end. Don't worry about it. Um, Thanks, mate. Well, listen, I've done a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Long story short, there's a heaven. Oh, and you made great. it. You made okay. it on the basis of your book, which touched many people. And oh, um, as your performance as Sassy Smurf in Ted Lasso, that was, is really fucking brilliant. Oh, thanks. FYI. <laughs> um, and that was it. I mean, the rest of, the rest of your, your, your stuff was weighed up. And it was like, it, it, half and half people were like, as a person, yeah, sure, but but when when it came down to it, it was the book. Uh, I didn't right, realize yeah. they were so career focused in in yeah. heaven. Not, not <laughs> snog, marry, avoid isn't for everyone. You know what I mean? So fair enough. Quite right. Uh, what? <laughs> it's weird. I mean, the rules are always different for everyone who arrives, and sometimes you just have to be a good person. Sometimes you just have to be nice. In your case, you had to um, achieve two career milestones. Okay. <laughs> What uh, <laughs> what uh, what's your favourite thing? Because heaven's filled with it. Breakfast cereal. Right. Well, is the news? Do you have a particular favourite breakfast cereal? Or you like multi packs? Uh, uh, I like a variety pack. I also am a very big fan of Curiously Cinnamon, and also one that <sighs> Kellogg's have stopped doing, which is called Start from the olden days. Do you remember Start? Start was like a version of Special K, right? sort of it always had like a swimmer on the back being like oh it yeah. makes me swim fast or something yeah but yeah, it's yeah. delicious it's defunct now that's what I, yeah that's what well listen the walls are variety packs made of variety <gasps> packs and the chairs are made of curiously cinnamon boxes uh, but and there's bowls of cereal wherever you want and they're always perfectly oh. the right amount of 
milked. They're perfectly uh, crispy. And okay. yeah, they're everywhere. You can re- just reach your hand out. Oh, there's a new but There's a different one. You th- and you want start? Don't worry about it, mate. You can have start. There's start oh, up the wazoo. You. There's a whole start room right by the swimming pool, of course. <laughs> and uh, the swimming pool filled with milk, which you have as much spirituality as. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, everyone's delighted to see you. There's lots of uh, special case swimmers there. They're very excited to see you. They're all big fans. They want to talk about your life, but they want to talk about your life through film. The first question they ask is, what's the first film you remember seeing, Ellie Jane Taylor? I think the first one would be something like Seven Brides of Seven Brothers. Um, (gasps) Lovely. Yeah, which my... So my mum would have shown we watched a lot of those sort of old musicals and I loved Seven Brides of Seven Brothers and I loved Singing in the Rain all that sort of stuff really my vibe but yeah I just I think Seven Brides of Seven Brothers was so I mean it's the plot line is outrageous these days that seven brothers go and abduct seven women and bring them back to be their wives like they kidnap them and then they sort of go like Stockholm syndrome and then fall in love with them all and get married and it's all and then the dad's all very very odd anyway putting that aside it's got lots of lovely songs in uh, (laughs) which I really love and I loved I don't know I loved all the different brothers and their silly they all had different coloured shirts and all their funny names and yeah I just I loved it it's a great film and uh, I don't see any problem with the politics of it um (laughs) I think it very much stands stands up to modern scrutiny they're brothers. They're brothers. They're looking for brides. Where else? They, there's seven of them. The numbers, it's just too many. You can't, they can't all go on a dating app and hope to find seven appropriate women. The right. only answer is they're kidnapping and, and sing them good enough songs that they fall in love. Oh, and also force an avalanche to block the road between their house and all the girls' house so they can't be rescued. That's yeah, clever. Which shows, shows to the brides they're clever they're using their initiative and they'll make great husbands as they prove they prove they do it's delightful through the medium of dance yeah <laughs> Where, uh, did you watch that at home on the telly yeah i'm assuming you weren't uh, born when it came out yeah <laughs> i'm assuming yeah, you're not 90 i'm not i'm not um yeah at home on the telly and i think the first film i remember seeing at the cinema was a little mermaid <sighs> yeah so i think my nan took me and my sister and my cousin somewhere in London where she lived and we went to watch Little Mermaid and afterwards we came out and there was a lady dressed as the Little Mermaid um and I I loved it I love that I love that film I loved yeah. part part of your world I always say to my mum now if I died now actually well I, actually I am dead so at my yeah. funeral they would have played um part part of part of your world that would have been my funeral wow. song everyone in the congregation brushed their hair with forks that's just what they did yeah I, I love that film I love the songs it's a really, really, really good film. Are you an only child? No, I have a sister. Is she older or younger? She's older than me. Um, did you see Little Mermaid with her? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Did you fight over who got to be Ariel? Um, she was just or older. Were you both so she, Ariel? she would have been default in Ariel, and I, yeah, I probably would. You'd have, have been, been Flanders. Yeah, or Sebastian. I won't do the accent. <laughs> don't worry. Um, yeah, that's lovely. What is the film that scared you the most? Do you like being scared? Absolutely not. I hate being scared. I find it, I I find it so mad that people deliberately want to watch something that frightens them. I just don't get that mindset. Life frightens me enough without Mm -hmm. actually giving me. Also, I just, I find if, if I see something scary, even if like a trailer for a scary film comes on the TV, I have to switch the channel or look away or turn the sound off because I don't, you know, the, just the flashing images of suddenly like the spooky yeah. man in a mask being by a window, that will just haunt my brain and I will keep thinking about it. So no, I hate scary things. The most scary film I think I've ever watched, well, <laughs> one of them would be Signs. Right, love Signs, yeah. <laughs> which is about yeah about aliens but as soon as i saw the alien i wasn't scared anymore but it's the it's the sort of scuttling around and something you can't see is always scarier than when you actually do and also i think the proper scariest thing when i saw was uh, 28 days later that is great great film though i like this of the psychological sort of you know examination of that sort of uh, terror scenario but 
yeah I haven't there's there's follow-ups to that isn't there but I haven't brought myself to watch it but I, I really enjoyed it but I was fucking terrified <laughs> uh I really enjoy signs I mean signs is great the answer to like how do we kill these aliens oh they don't like water seems fairly so just a little bit of rain and that problem goes away <laughs> I'd forgotten that yeah <laughs> just wait for the rainy season it'll be fine uh, get the super soakers out <laughs> but it's good that you don't like being scared a lot of comedians don't like being scared it surprises me oh really comes up it's a, a surprising amount of comedians answer this the way you have oh. hate being scared we never watch scary films yeah yeah everyone's oh, so interesting yeah control freaks i think yeah probably yeah that would make sense what is the film that made you cry the most and are you a crier i am a crier yeah I think I've got worse since I've had a kid as everyone said would happen and it's true the film that made me cry the most I think the first I really remember viscerally sobbing at Titanic when I saw that for the first time oh my god Brett I'd never seen anything more tragic in my life and it stayed with me for ages and I would I recorded the Celine Dion song off the radio onto a cassette. And I just, every time I heard it on the radio, I would record it. So I had it like 12 times on one side of it. And I would just, I would lay in bed. And my favourite one was when they had the, the, there's the version of it that has the bits of dialogue from the film in. I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. Um, And so I would listen in bed at night and just sort of (laughs) sob (laughs) about how sad it was and like all the people dying. And I remember we'd be at school like playing netball on like a winter's day and me and my friend Kate would be like we'd be you know just sort of outside shivering and go can you imagine on Titanic they were even colder than this oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um and I yeah I found I found that and the scenes of when there's like the little boy and his mum on the bed and the old couple and all of those would really play with me that that and it it, it, you know the realization that that was actually it was a true story and it did actually happen that really um yes it was I don't know it just I, I don't remember ever sort of really suddenly going crap this is awful and yeah, yeah. It really it really upset me that film it is interesting right because I've been thinking about it Titanic comes up a lot it really 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 affected a huge number of people and certainly a particular age group when it hit you know what I mean like in a way it like devastated a, a whole generation of sort of teenage girls <laughs> and yeah. I think you know, it was made by James Cameron, who I think at the time was like a 50-something-year-old man. It's interesting that he he tapped into the 15-year-old girl mind. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I admired Titanic, sure, but it didn't hit me the way it hit so many women, I think, of that age group. And it's it's so interesting that he, he found that within his work. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what that is. And I suppose, well, partly there'll be the romantic aspect of the Leo and Kate thing. And you were so invested in that. So invested. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a big part of it is Leonardo DiCaprio and all the girls loved him. But still, there's more to it than... And also, even the the fact that it's quite, you know, it's very funny you say, oh, when we're being at school and being sad about the tragedy of the Titanic. But again, it's like there were other tragedies. The fact that 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 really meant something to teenagers. Yeah. I wonder if it's because, I don't know, like the whole, it's kind of, it's it's a long, it's stuck in one place. It's a long tragedy. You And we know the outcome, obviously. Mm. And you just, I don't know, like it's just really just seeing everyone jumping off. And it takes, obviously, it's still so bloody long. It takes ages for it to sink. <laughs> so you, it really, like, roots in. It's not like they sink and that's the end. Like, it's really drawn out, isn't it? You're really invested by by the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Amazing. And I still, like, I remember, I remember, like, open that opening sequence is amazing. And then Kate Winsley, like, lifting up her head with that amazing hat on. And I don't think I remember it. I remember other films in the same way. It just felt so epic. And I just don't think I'd seen anything so visually yeah. spectacular. Because at the time, it was like the most expensive film ever sort of thing, wasn't it? And it was, yeah, yeah it was, um, yeah, it blew my little mind. Uh, Hacks is back for season three. And so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. What's the film? that you love it's not critically acclaimed most people don't like it but you love it unconditionally and think everyone else is dumb do you know i couldn't think of an overwhelming answer here so i've gone for something that i saw recently that i don't okay. think like is the best thing in the world but i really i really enjoyed it i was on a plane and i thought uh you know my we were on the way back from australia I haven't been like on a plane. I can watch a film when my kid is old enough to watch an iPad. Finally, I can watch a film. Excellent, amazing. I know. Oh, dear Evan Hansen. I like the I like the musical. I like the songs. I put that on. Watched it. Had a couple of gin and tonics. Thought, well, this is extraordinary. Oh, I've enjoyed that so much. <laughs> Came off the plane. Looked at the reviews. Everyone fucking hated yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> they hated it. Yeah, they hated it. And it was so funny because I had this such sort of and because I couldn't Google it while I was watching. I had this real enclosure. I really came to a decision on my own. Which isn't like me. Uh, I couldn't be influenced by anything. And then it was really like jarring to go. Oh, did you not? Am I not meant to like that? Because I thought it was yeah. really good. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't seen it, but I know the reception went good. I thought it was because. Evan Hansen's really old or something. Was there was the one bit where I was like, oh, he does, he does look a bit ropey here. But it was a very emotional scene where he's really like crying. And I did think, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like the lighting could be a bit better there. Um, <laughs> but apart but from then that, I'm always like, look at Greece. Why? You can't complain. Look at Greece in Beverly Hills 9210. Yeah, yeah. It's always I don't know what everyone's issue was. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I, it's funny, isn't it, when you, you like something and everyone else. I don't know. It's just always so fascinating how subjective yeah. things can be. Completely. Uh, I, I'm that's what I'm always interested because you know film critics often see films together. Like they'll go to press screenings and they'll all be in the room at the same time. And I can't believe that that doesn't influence each other. You know, even if they don't talk about it afterwards, like even if they all look at each other like oh boy on their way out, but you were thinking oh I really enjoyed that. Would that then affect your review? Would you yeah. make your review? That's the best film ever, or would you go? Yeah, actually, it's got some problems. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 for sure. How can they be subjective? How? Yeah, I think. <laughs> uh, what is the film that you used to love? You loved very much, but you've watched it recently and you've thought, "I don't like this film no more." I thought recently. Oh, I know. I'll, I'll be nostalgic and I'll watch Splash. I love Splash about a mermaid. I love. I love- I love mermaids. I always want to be like, if I like, I always think, you know, if there's a world where I could be a mythical creature, it would be a mermaid. So I thought, can yes. I, can, can I pause you for one second and yes. ask you a side note? Because yes. it's been bothering me. When you went to see Little Mermaid, you came out of the cinema and there was a woman dressed as Ariel. Did she have fins? I can't remember the feet. How was she standing about? She was sitting. There was a seat. Right. But right. I, yeah, I can't remember what the, yeah, I don't think she was actually half fish. I do believe. There were feet she involved. was she was she was Ariel once she's become human so it was just a, a redhead you just saw a redhead she did, a woman in a in a red wig that's what I saw wasn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> a lady with red hair it's Ariel just minding her own business <laughs> she could have been grass. what it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's only little that really could have been what it was okay. sorry oh, go back so Splash <laughs> you love mermaids you wish you were a mermaid wish I was a mermaid thought I'd watch Splash and Always remember, you know, just love it, loving it. So Tom Hank, Daryl Hannah, Daryl Hannah has amazing hair, really long, beautiful, blonde and wavy. That has influenced my hair goals forever. I've always, I always want to, and I always say this, to grow my hair long enough to cover my boobs like I'm a mermaid. That's my aim in life. Yes. Um, great aim. Great aim. Um, and yeah, I watched it again and it was 
really it's really shit it was really shit no is it really <laughs> yeah well no not really shit but just not as magical as I thought it was um just a That's bit I, yeah it just was I think it's one of those ones I should have just not watched again although I do find the scene where she buys him the she buys him a fountain quite funny I like that um, he says that he sees a fountain out and about, and she likes it, and then she brings it and puts it in his living room, which is very funny. So yeah, I was. Uh, it was a bit sad. That is sad. I'm sorry to hear that. Actually, oh, it's all right, right? Can be all right though, right? I think so. I think it will be okay. Okay. What is the film that means the most to you? Not necessarily the film itself is any good, but because the experience you had around seeing the film always makes it special to you, Ellie Jane Taylor. It's the Hobbit films and the Lord of the Ring films um, as a collective because I don't know why, but they seem to have become like the films of my relationship with my husband. Because whenever, yeah, when we were when we were first living together, there just was a time when they were always on on a Sunday afternoon. One of them was on somewhere, so we'd always end up watching them. And then I remember on our honeymoon. It was it was it was like December and we our honeymoon we just went to a little place in the south of France in December so it wasn't warm or anything we weren't sunbathing we were just inside a lot so we watched and I remember we watched all of the Hobbit films and I just I don't know I really I really it's funny because I have I'm really fond of them they'll always remind me of uh, my husband but it's like I'm I'm fond of them but also I have I couldn't tell you what film was what and what happens when and what the story is <laughs> and how they're linked together they are all just one blur. <laughs> And every time my husband's like, no, this is no, this is the one with the eagles. I'm like, oh, I can't remember. Um, they're all just a sort of mesh of funny little men. Um, but I really <laughs> but I really I really enjoy them. I really enjoy them. I suppose it's the same sort of thing for like James Bond. I I don't remember individual stuff. It's mm. all just I couldn't tell you what film was what. They all just blur into one. So yeah, is the hus- one. Is your husband like hardcore on them? Is it? Does he love them, or is it just these are the things that just happen to get? You no, know, he does like them. Like if they're on, he'll always watch it. And even if he's tired, like if it's you know he, like, he wants to go to bed and he sees that's on, it's like he's he will stay up to watch it. He'll really? always stay up to watch it. So long. Yeah, they are so long. They're they so are so long. long. Oh, I'll just stay up another three and a half hours. Yeah. What are you mad? <laughs> yeah, there's the new TV series of that coming, isn't it? Soon, so I'm looking looking forward to this'll, that. That'll be good. This will keep your marriage going. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the t- the TV series I can only imagine is forty eight hours per episode. Gotta, yeah, gotta be, gotta be. Because we didn't we didn't get enough, did we? Did we? <laughs> didn't get enough. I, I do find it funny when I don't know when stories keep getting retold. I always think like with the superhero stuff, like oh we get we we've got it now. We know about Spider Man. Like we don't need to rehash. He's a man, but he's Spider Man. But let's let's leave that now we've done that one i find it incredible that we keep making the same yeah. fucking yes he's a man who can shoot out webs okay <laughs> keep banging that drum bye <laughs> <laughs> what is the film that you most relate to i don't think i've ever sat and watched a film and thought i'm that character i've never i just don't think i watch films that way because i'm too self-obsessed again i don't think i would pin myself on some on like um on a film like that i suppose maybe it depends how you take the question isn't it like it, relatable enough i don't know fu- funny i suppose would be like bridesmaids that sort of thing i the humor yeah. i get so i relate to the humor in that way but i've never i don't think i've ever re- like really gone that character is me i am that character is that weird or do mo- or do lots of people no, some I- people struggle with this question i mm. I, I, I can't tell you when you say you're self-obsessed I'd go which would make me think you'd relate to more stuff because you'd watch stuff and go that's about me that's about me that's about me rather than that's none of these are about me because unless you're going nothing I can't relate to anything because I'm so unique none of this speaks to me it's probably true isn't it that Um, one okay yeah probably yeah I'm probably on my phone not quite paying attention um I think increasingly now I have... Um, She's looking at your own tweets. These are good yeah. tweets. <laughs> do you ever do that? I do look back at my old stuff. I look back at my old Instagram. Like, that, was, that was amazing. Or go to my archive on my Instagram story. Like, this is, what, April 29th, 2018. Bloody great. You do, yeah. good, you do good Instagram, to be fair. 
I bet oh, your archive's thanks. banging. Thanks. Thanks, dude. It's um, good fun. You're throwing away gold on a daily basis. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't think I've, I've yeah, it's a, that, that's an interesting question, isn't it, that one? Yeah, it can also be about like the atmosphere of a film or it can be the place, you know, there some people might will be like, I grew up there, so that's the film, you know. I but, do find like in, in all sorts of sort of fiction I consume in any way in films and TV and books, I do prefer British stuff. I like it oh, really? where it's grounded in something that I know, particularly in books, actually, I've realised. I, I don't know, when it's sort of an American character in an American city, I don't know. Or, you know, it doesn't have to just be America anyway. I just, I don't know. I just, I like it when it's British and I get it. I get it. I get the, the scene more, I suppose. There you go. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, hey. Let's get to the reason most people tune in for the show. What's the sexiest film you've ever seen, Ellie Jane Taylor? Well, it's obvious. Yeah, Titanic. I know. Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. Hand on the window or painting? Oh, oh no, not the painting. Well, that bit as well, but the car. Oh, yeah. my God. I just remember seeing that scene in the cinema. I think I'd got because the film was so long. I'd gone to the loo. I'd come back, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't get back into the seats where my friends were. So I ended up like sitting by myself at the end of an aisle. And I remember being so glad that I was by myself when the sexy scene came on because I was like, I think I'm having an awakening because it was like really? the most sexy thing. Like there were like firecrackers down below i was so thrilled by it um yeah it was honestly the most sexy thing i'd, I'd ever seen especially probably in a cinema as well you know, yeah. you know on a big screen like that so yeah again very formative the tragedy and the the horniness yeah there's a lot going <laughs> on for a teenage teenage girl yeah yeah uh, yeah big time very high stakes and and a bit of someone painting you People want that, don't they? Do they? Well, do you want to I be painted? Say, no, not really. I'd rather just. If a man to... said to you, if your husband said to you, "I've done an art class for you, for our anniversary, and I'd love to," I'd love... <laughs> <laughs> and the Hobbit's not on, and neither is Lord of the Rings. I checked. Can I paint you? But now, what I'm thinking is, if he did, you just imagine I'd be there for like an hour, and he turned yeah. painting around, and he would have just done a big cock and balls. <laughs> I mean, you'd laugh, though. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't buy it. Yeah. No, I definitely don't. I wouldn't, he could do a portrait, but I don't want to get my tits out, thanks. I don't think, no, I don't want to have my tits painted. What if he's like, uh, you don't have to be there. I remember, I remember what you did like <laughs> naked. Uh, I'm just going to paint a nude of you for our anniversary and put it on the wall. Would you be flattered? Would you be like, that's so romantic? Or would you be like, don't do that? I think I'd be the latter. I think I'd right. say, let's, if you want to put something on the wall, let, let's go to the habitat. Let's go to Athena. To, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Go to Athena. Okay. What is... Oh, there's a subcategory, of course. Troubling boners, worrying why dance. What film did you find arousing that you weren't sure that you should? I remember as a little child watching Labyrinth and finding oh, it, it really scary... But also I found David Bowie really, like, I've, I think I fancied him, but I didn't know if he mm. was a man or a lady. I didn't know what he was. I didn't really know what the film was about, but I definitely thought he was very captivating. I remember mm. finding that was all a bit confusing. Didn't know what was going on there. Ellie Jane Taylor, that's a perfect answer to that question. And I'm going to give you 10 points for that. Oh, thanks very much. What can I get? What do I get for the points? I think you get the motivation to uh, want more points as you go along. Okay. And if you maybe notice that you haven't had any points up to this point. <laughs> but, but that was an absolutely perfect answer. and Rare for that question. Okay, good. It makes up for some of the other shit answers I've given. So good. <laughs> <laughs> no, not so. Uh, what you get for points, if you, if you make it to over a thousand points, you get um, an extra bowl of start. What? Yeah. What I'm is motivated. Ob- <laughs> what is objectively the greatest film of all time? Is it Doctor No? Is it Goldfinger? Tell us. Don't know which one they are. <laughs> I would say the greatest film of all time, which also I would put with the next category of one I could watch over and over and over if I could mm-hmm. bundle those two together. Um, okay. Would be, I think, Room with a View. Wow. Okay. Okay. Because, you can have that. thank you. It's um, a film I 
would watch with my family when we were younger. I don't know why. And I don't know why I loved it so much as a kid, because it's a quite sort of a grown-up story, really. It's a romance story set in like the 1920s, 1910s, 1920s. And it's got um, Helen Bonner Carter as this sort of Lucy Honeychurch. Helen Bonner Carter, when she was like fresh out of school, she was like 19 or something. Absolutely beautiful. And it's just such a gorgeous story. And I just loved it. And I think it's so charming. Fell, I fell completely in love with Rupert Graves, who plays Freddie, um, Lucy's brother, who's just so sort of foppish and funny. And it's all just so delightful and homely and romantic. And then there's the scene in it where the men in the the men in the group will go uh, swimming in the nude, skinny dipping. And that was again an eye opener because it was all like you know properly just men running around without any clothes on so you know suddenly I'd was just like me as a nine-year-old seeing the Simon Callow's Willie that was I was like what's what <laughs> and it was such a silly scene I remember it was like I found it I didn't find it sexy I just found it like wow this is wild um, <laughs> and I always thought that was really funny and I saw it again recently that scene and it's just so it is really funny. it's really funny and I love it. it's beautiful. The cast is incredible. You've got um, Judy Dench, Maggie Smith. And it's also, I read the book and it's uh, the Ian Forster book, Room Review of the same name, obviously. And it was, it's so true to the book. It's okay. wonderful. And I just love it. And I think, yeah, it's just such a beautiful, gorgeous film. I'm going to give you that. Points? Um, you get eight point nine points for that okay still a way to go but okay good <laughs> no but good i mean you, you're getting points and that's the main <laughs> thing uh you lost uh, some points for combining it with the next question sorry uh, but but you were honest so you also gained some points because you know we respect that on the show which gave you an average you averaged out at 8.9 <laughs> what is the film oh here we go listen i don't like being negative i don't know about you how do you feel about being negative? Spend the majority of my time being negative. Right. Then take your time with this one. What's the worst film <laughs> you've ever seen? Batman versus Superman. Mm, hard disagree, but go on. Are you fucking kidding me? I've got, listen, I've talked about this on a podcast before. I think Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. And by the way, I'm not like a, I love all of those films guy. Don't get me wrong. But I think that that film in particular is a German expressionistic art cinema film. And that it's that it, what it looks like is they had the film ready in the edit, and just before they pressed print, they pressed shuffle, <laughs> and then they pressed print <laughs> because no scene makes logical sense from the last scene. And for that reason alone, I'm like, this is fascinating. I was never <laughs> bored. I was constantly like, what is going on? This is brilliant. Oh, I found it. So this was before we had kids, and we were. We would go, we'd actually go to cinema. I can't remember the last time I went to cinema. It's been years. We would, we, and we would take it in turns to take a film to go and see. This was clearly my husband's choice. And <laughs> I, I, it was, all I remember is it was like hours of just two men in like the shadows growling at each other. Mm. And that it was so boring. And I fell asleep. Like I was, I made a conscious decision of, well, this is not worth my consciousness. I'm going to sleep. Um, and I checked out. Because it was so shit. And I don't, I, I don't mind. I don't, I suppose actually, I don't really like sort of superheroes. I don't like, is that, that's DC stuff, isn't it? I don't really like DC that stuff. It's DC, all much yeah. darker. I really like mm. the Marvel stuff. I love all of that stuff, Avengers and whatnot. That's really good fun. And I do really, I really like those films. But yeah, the other side. I tell you what is fun though, when you sort of mix up the worlds and tr- say to your husband and be like, like in Avengers, if I'm like, oh, is is Wonder Woman in this one? And then he gets all cross when I get it wrong. <laughs> but I also know that he uses it to like, it will be something like Batman versus Superman comes yeah. on the telly, you know, just on like normal TV. And he's like, he puts that on. And it's like, he's saying to me, it's time for you to go to bed because he knows that will come on. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> the director's cut. Great. Yep. See you later. Um, so he definitely does that on purpose. But don't you... Uh, again, I have talked about this. I'm sorry if you've heard me talk about this before, listener. But the reveal in Batman and Superman, the way they make friends is... I mean, people made a decision. You know, high executives 
made a decision that the twist of the film would be they've their mums have the same first name and that bonds them that's fascinating <laughs> is that i was asleep i don't remember that bit is that what what happens is he's about to like kill one of them's about to kill one of them and he says martha i can't remember why he says martha and the other one goes why are you saying martha and he goes that's my mum's name and he goes that's my mum's name and then <laughs> and then they shake hands or something. i mean that's what stops them fighting is oh my mum's the same name as your mum i guess we can be friends it's three hours long and that's the the resolution it's fascinating oh how did that it. happen <laughs> That is mad. But no, what I mean, and again, in respect to the film, I didn't predict that. At no point was I thinking, well, this will end with their mums having the same name and they'll make up because of it. So for that reason, I say it's a great film. I was constantly on my toes. Okay. I was never, I was never bored. At no point did it go, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all going to end like this. They're going to, no, they're going to find out their mums have the same name. <laughs> well, there you go. I need to watch it again to, um, to, yeah to witness that that majesty <laughs> martha what that's my mum's name me too friends it's wild what is what is you're in comedy you're a comedian you're a touring comedian you're a tv comedian you're an award-winning comedian what is the film that made you ellie jane taylor laugh the most so it's allowed honk outside i think the film that made me laugh the most and I've already mentioned it, so I've blown my load a little bit. Bridesmaids. And I'm sure loads of people say that. Sorry. Um, it's okay. It's a really good film. It's a really good film. And it's really funny. And it always makes me laugh. Always makes me laugh. In yeah. like, It's just so... Um, it's just so... It's so good. And the yeah, the, just the cringiness of it. Yeah. And the shitting in bridesmaids dresses. I'm into it. It's just brilliant. Yeah. It's pretty flawless. Can I ask you, when I, I, I was looking over your stuff just to make sure I remembered everything, and I don't think I saw it, but I didn't, so I don't, didn't know you were on Show Me The Funny. Can we talk about that? What, yeah. Was that the first thing you did? Yeah, so Show Me The Funny was about when they, 11, 12 years ago. That was a show on ITV that was sort of like um, the X Factor for comedy. And Jason Mumford hosted it and there were like 10 comedians. It was like each week you did a gig and it was like a knockout thing. Awful ratings. No one watched it apart from my mum, basically. But yeah, to, to But it do was it, just a gig. It wasn't like there was no no challenge as in other than well, there, five minutes of stand-up. No, but it was like, it was all, it was so weird. Like, go out into Liverpool and learn about the people and do a, organise a hen for someone or something. That's what we were doing. And then oh, from God. that, you'd write material and, and do it and then next week oh you're hanging out at Catterick army barracks and then you'll be performing oh, nice. to the soldiers all sort of that it was very odd and then before each show you wouldn't we weren't allowed to go and see the room like the first, you'd go on stage and that'd be the first time you would see where you were and it's five minutes new material it was mental and how Absolutely new mental. were you how new were you to stand up oh super new like probably a year never been paid for a gig oh my like God. ridiculous but because I was so new to it all, I didn't quite realise how ridiculous yeah. the premise was. And every, well, not everyone, I assume people would, would, were using material that they had because of course you would, because you were on yeah. telly. Whereas I literally had no material. So each week I was... <laughs> you were the only one properly... doing it genuinely. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I was, I was so naive. I was so naive. But I did all right. And I, yeah, I got to like the semifinals. Wow. And then got chucked out. But yeah, that was, I had to quit my job. I had to quit my job to do that before I'd even been to be a stand up when I'd never been paid for a gig. It was mad. Um, That's fucking but, wild. Yeah, but it, it's worked out all right so far. So, yeah. Thankfully. Well, <laughs> you mentioned the semi finals is extraordinary. And you had, you had never done it. I mean, that sounds mental. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank what you. Was the, what was the job you quit to do it? Um, marketing, marketing and events and PR and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think you chose the right path. Thanks. Ellie Jane Taylor, you, you have been wonderful as expected. However, when you were swimming in the beaches in the northern yeah. beaches of Sydney, can't be more specific than that. Let's just say the beaches in the north of Sydney. Perhaps they they're called the northern yeah, beaches, the northern are they? Beaches. Forgive my <laughs> ignorance. I thought that sounded general. <laughs> you know, yeah. the northern yeah, beaches. Yeah. 
but that is what they're called. <laughs> you know, they're, which, which, which ones? <laughs> the northern ones. They're up north. The northern beaches, you were swimming in the northern beaches and uh, having a nice time, swimming about. And quite suddenly, up ahead of you, head on, like a Damien Hurst living artwork in formaldehyde, but alive, was a shark. And you went, ooh. But before you could finish your sentence, shark opened its mouth, chopped your head off at the neck, blood everywhere, churned up your body. You was dead instantly. I'm wondering about looking, I want to see these northern beaches I've heard so much about. They sound, they sound fabulous, but I've got a coffin with me, you know what I'm like. And, uh, and I see your, your family and I'm like, hey, how's it going? Is uh, Ellie about? And they go, oh, no, I think she's swimming. She's swimming out in them northern beaches. And I go, oh, hang on a minute. And I see, I'm like, there's a lot of blood in there, a lot of blood in, there, in that area. But there's no evidence of Ellie. And I'm like, fucking hell. So I then follow around. I see this shark and I'm like, oh, shit. So I, I use your coffin as a, as a canoe and I, I, I row out. And I basically follow this shark around for the next 35 years until it dies of natural causes. And when the shark dies, I uh, cut it open and I find inside your carcass that, that had been preserved because Damon Hurst turns out uh, was right. Sharks eat from oh, Adam all okay. the time. <laughs> and you were perfectly oh, preserved inside. Good. Uh, but yeah, you'd been chewed oh. up. In, I mean, it wasn't pretty. You'd been chewed up into loads of pieces. Uh, but I found you. I put all of you, but there were bits of blubber and you know other stuff from within the shark. I put it all in the coffin, everything I could. But the coffin was absolutely rammed, oh. rammed, rammed full. There's barely any room in it. There's only enough that I could fit one DVD into the side with you for you to take across to the other side. And on the other side, it's movie night every night. And one night, it's your movie night. What film are you taking to show the people of heaven when it is your turn, Ellie Jane Taylor? Do I have to pick one of the ones I've already picked? No, even better Because if I was just thinking about watching stuff with my little girl. Maybe I'd pick... Yeah. Maybe I'd pick a Toy Story because it's really sweet and would remind me of her. Oh, Is that okay? That's nice. Um, Which one? I think number two. That's her favourite one. The Jesse one. What toys okay. the Jesse one, Mummy? Oh, that's a very lovely answer. The people of heaven are very excited to have you there and to eat Aww. cereal with you. Ellie, Jane, Taylor, you've been wonderful. Is there anything you would like to tell people to listen to, look out for, or read? Oh, yes, read my book. That's good. Yeah, read her book, for God's sakes. Yeah, paperback's coming out soon. But the hardback's already knocking around already. Uh, My Child and Other Mistakes. Uh, Get that in your eyes. Or ears. It's on Audible. It's nice to listen to, actually. I prefer it. How long did it take you to record that? days. Was it maddening or was it fun? I didn't mind it. The only issue was when the sound recordist guy was this young sort of 20-year-old lad. Lovely guy. But he would have to correct my pronunciations of things and there was at one point he lit he had to say sort of buzzed and went uh ellie uh, it's pronounced labia and i was like oh my god are you literally mansplaining <laughs> genitals <laughs> but he was quite it's literally his job but it was just very it was a strange moment <laughs> how had you pronounced it i say labia but he, he says it's labia hmm. so <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to weigh in on this, God. but obviously he was right. Uh, <laughs> I was, Lay, can't say Lay, that. Labia and pedendums. Who knew that they were going to come up on the show today? What it's been a big day for labia and pedendums. Yeah. And um, just when you think, you, just when you think you've had your fill, <laughs> up pops another one. Eddie <laughs> uh, Jane Taylor, thank you so much for doing this and for your time. Thanks, uh, I hope you have a lovely death, and I will see you soon. Yeah. In a bit. So that was episode 186. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 50 minutes of chat, secrets and videos with Ellie. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, write about the film that means the most to you and why. That's all I want to read. Don't care about your thoughts on the show. At this point, I'm very grateful you listened. We don't need to go into the details. Let's talk about the films. Thank you so much to Ellie for giving me her time. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics. Lisa Lydon for the photography. Now, come join me next week for one of the biggest guests I've ever had. I have got next week Mark Frost 
the co-creator of Twin Peaks. If you've never seen Twin Peaks or Twin Peaks The Return, make sure you watch everything you can watch of Twin Peaks before next week. I promise you it will be worth your time. It's a very, very special episode. Thank you all for listening. That is it for now. Have a lovely week. And in the meantime, now more than ever, be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Maureen, your Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made by your neighbour Maureen. Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Oh, thanks, my name, Maureen. Yeah, thank you.